all right, so I started this business and it's going well, but how the heck am I going to get out of it? No one yeah. ever thinks about that when they start. That's right. That's right. The retirement planning helps get you out of it when that time comes. Welcome to the High Voltage Business Builders, a show where we interview people committed to making their next million through passive income using real estate, brokering, e-commerce, and beyond. If you're a passionate business builder yourself, visit VoltageB2B.com to get in touch now. All right. Welcome back to the call, guys. I have here with me Gabe Nelson. We're going to be talking today. What do we want to talk about today, Gabe? This is kind of the fun uh, part of these shows. What is it that's on your mind that you most want to talk about right now? Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) I guess... I guess the first thing I normally tell people is um, uh, right now is to to talk about my book um, is okay. what I normally tell people. Let's talk about your book. Yeah. So uh, January 11th, 2022, uh, The Solopreneur's Money Manifesto came about, and it's a book I wrote on how to master your finances and create the life that you want for solopreneurs. And uh, it's based upon my nearly 27 years of experience in the industry of of really financial planning and advising solopreneurs how to how to do just that. Now before we go forward, let's let's clarify what solopreneur means because you and I joked about this before the difference between an uh, individual entrepreneur and a one entrepreneur and a solopreneur and like what does that mean to you when you say that phrase for people who might hear you say that? When I say it and when I think about it, it I, I take the two words solo and entrepreneur and put them together. So you got an entrepreneur who decides to go out on their own and do their own thing and run the business without a whole bunch of employees. They may have staff that supports them and people that support them, uh, but they're generally going to be contractors and not W-2 employees in their world, we'll call it. And um, so that's the way I define it. And that, that's the way I've actually built my business. Yeah, I would, and this is wonderful, and you, your definition is perfect for me. I get it, as you know, you're having the individual, you know, individual entrepreneurial style life, um, being sort of a solopreneur, but having more contractors than employees. And it, it's really a balance of work life, financial goals, right? I mean, tell me more if like, I want to be a solopreneur, does that just mean that I'm on my own doing my own thing? Or is there more to it than that? Well, I would love to say that everybody's successful and figures out exactly how to do it when they go yeah. on their own. So, I mean, you could <laughs> you can start any business overnight and that's true. You know, be by yourself and have it be a business. Um, and be solo. <laughs> you, you, you're solo. I mean, you may yeah. you may not make any money, but you're Maybe solo. I'm solo, but you're not really doing any. Mo- you're not making any money. <laughs> exactly. So, I guess my thought process is is can you go out on your own and can you get clients? For yeah. whatever that's going to be, whether it's paying right. customers for a, a an offer or whatever it might be, but can you do that so that it will turn into a stream of income? Because if you don't have yeah. income, you don't have a business. Then you have a nonprofit, or you have a charity, or you have something else going on that has no um, no yeah, business that's, sense. That's a good phrase. But a lot of people are running charities, and I don't think they understand that that's kind of what they're doing. And I, I I like to call it activity versus productivity. Um, which is just a lot of looking, a lot of social media, a lot of whatever, um, but they can't rub a couple dollar bills together. So it looks really good. And you know what? I'm, I'm speaking from a, a, a situation of my own. Like when I left IBM to jump out into the world and made that decision, um, it was actually after I started to look for jobs and kind of think what's the next step. And as they sort of retired me, if you will, uh, mainly because I didn't go, to, I didn't want to go to work in Venezuela <laughs> uh, when they moved my division down there, uh, was to like what to do next. And like you just said very succinctly, 
some activity of generating money. It doesn't mean that it's your life goal. It doesn't mean that like this is like, you know, this is where it's going to get you rich or, or fulfill all your dreams or whatever. It's like getting that first client, that first person, that first sale, first whatever, right? Um, and what I loved about our conversation and why I wanted you to come on is because it's not, you're not specific to any one area of focus. You are specific to the success of the solopreneur, your success of the person. Um, what are the areas that you are helping people in and become solopreneurs and break past that first success, first sale, first? Like, where are you finding your most success in those solopreneurs? Where I come is that whole financial planning. And then uh, there's a, always a little bit of what I would call business coaching that comes with it. Uh, when the problems come up and we start having conversations, it's those fun side business conversations that come up like, hey, I'm having this challenge in my business. What should I do here? What should I do there? Um, and everybody's situation is different. So it always starts with the financial planning side of it, but morphs into, hey, how, how do you get a virtual assistant to help you? What did you do? How did you design it? How, do, I mean, how does that come around? When you talk to these individuals, a lot of times, are they they're most likely already running maybe a little operation of some kind, or are they in the mode of thinking, okay, it's time for me to get out on my own? Are they uh, which which focus do you normally refer to? Where we talk to them to, and, and and who are they really? I focus on the ones who've already been successful in a matter of they've already figured out how to create the revenues, they've already figured out how to do things. They're starting to hit those pieces that come from as you continue to get more successful bigger problems start to come about. And when those problems come about, it's like, okay, now I need somebody. Because I, I can tell you this, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, it's time for me to call a financial advisor. I mean, nobody does unless they have a problem. And so the problems come about and go, wait a second, that's right, this person can help me with this um, from the levels of success. So that's where I really have the most, what I would call impact on you know, my clients and prospects is to help them once they start having those problems, we start fixing those problems. And those problems are generally, all right, I am getting killed on taxes. What else could I be doing? Could I, and by the way, I haven't, I, because I'm a solopreneur, I don't have any retirement funds. Can I kill two birds with one stone? Can I start a retirement plan and reduce my taxes? Do I, do I have the proper legal structure set up for my business? And is that going to help me with taxes and, and future planning? Do I need a will? I mean, a lot of people don't even have a will out there. And so there's, those planning pieces that I make sure we keep working through throughout their lifetimes. So you just unpack like five different things. It could be a whole hour's worth of convo all by themselves. <laughs> which which of those do you think you're most passionate in? Where do you, you know, which of those areas do you love to focus on the most? My favorite to focus on is the retirement planning and tax okay. reduction benefits is where okay. I Let's love to spend my time. All right. Sure. So why, why is that? What, is it the fastest results? Is it the people's value benefit? Is it just something that you've enjoyed yourself? Like why? Biggest reason is uh, one, you can take and help design someone's lifetime to get them to retirement because that's usually that thing that everybody wants to figure out. All right. So I started this business and it's going well, but how the heck am I going to get out of it? No one yeah. ever thinks about that when they start. That's right. That's right. The retirement planning helps get you out of it when that time comes. And if you do it well and do it right and you save and you invest and you you do the things you're doing, not only are you building your future wealth, you're reducing your taxes, but you're giving yourself as a successful solopreneur the ability to get out on your terms versus on someone else's terms. And so that's why that that's my favorite area to play. Yeah. 
And it's interesting is, uh, how do you define somebody as a true entrepreneur? Like I have an idea, but I want to get your own intake. Hmm. That's, that's a good question. Cause everybody's, yeah, my definition is someone who decides to go out and try to fulfill a need in the market that is either not being done by themselves or someone else, or they have a different twist on how someone is already doing it. Um, that's my, my vision of an entrepreneur. And uh, when I decided to go start my own firm and go out on my own, I was like, well, I don't like the way they do it over here. I want to go do it this way, um, which puts you into that entrepreneurial piece. And that other piece of it to me comes the ability to handle risk of making that change. Yeah, having the guidance and the risk, risk is a big word, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about. Because I mean, after I got out and did it myself, you know, 10 years uh, into that, I finally kind of settled into my niche after changing it like 10 times. And I think that's a weird thing to look back on as I got to where I am, because it really goes back to the original reason why I even I dropped out of college to go into business in the first place, which is to be in e-commerce. And so I went all around the components of it and touched it and did all these things and then finally ended up back in it. Um, where I find it to be my most sweet spot. So I think the point you're saying, and, and after you know 30 years of doing this, I know you're super smart about what you do. Uh, it is that helping people or getting them to that faster. Like I didn't need to take 10 years to get back to doing what I am really you know, passionate about, good at, and having fun with. But I took the long route <laughs> uh, to making it back around. Um, how do people come to you with uh, help? How do they, like, when do they normally have that moment where they're like, ah, crap. Um, you mentioned taxes or other things, you know, these are just indicators uh, of bigger problems, right? Those are just symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yep. Generally, people will come to me when they start thinking about uh, retiring. Like, am I, am I going to be on pace? Uh, and usually something happens, a friend, a relative or something, somebody retires or even, God forbid, dies. And then that gives, that causes people to sit back and look at their situation and go, wait a second, we're not doing the things we need to be doing. We need to get an expert in here to advise us and guide us to be able to get to where we're trying to go. And client I brought on just in the last uh, two years, um, basically started to hit a level of success that it was starting to get too complicated for them. And they're, they, they have big goals. They want to buy a, a, a bigger house that's, uh, you know, out in a different area of the country, they they want to be able to have the husband quit his job and go to work with the wife. I mean, they've got all these things they want to do, but they weren't really sure how to go about doing it to then set themselves up to make that transition. And I love the way you speak on this, because it's one of the things that resonated with me in our topics, you know, beginning with the end in mind is one of the biggest things we talk about, um, making sure setting up that foundation correctly, thinking about it correctly, even doing a little bit of the hard startup work that may not make a whole lot of sense right now. But in my opinion, it's what transitions you from the entrepreneur, which is maybe I'm in a corporate job, I'm maybe trying some side hustle or doing something to figure out what to do next. Uh, or I'm still trying to, you know, retrofit my business, change it, adapt it, mold it, figure out where I fit into my niche, my unique selling position, whatever it is. Uh, and then moving yourself out of maybe the one entrepreneur stage, um, which is somewhere in that I've tried 15 different things and they all failed, which may not be the case, by the way. Uh, and uh, getting to that place of entrepreneurship where something is successful and now you're able to replicate it or duplicate it or expand on it um, or open the doors to other places where it is. So that's what people normally kind of connect with you is when they've reached that point where they got a little lost in their business and things get too complex and difficult. When should they 
reach out for help? When when would it be better for them in this stage to actually say, okay, you know what? When what do I do next? This is you know this is what I should be doing now, or what do I what do I need to do next? Like when is the better time for them to reach out to you? Ideally, they when they are leaving from that entrepreneur piece, moving into that entrepreneur piece, or whatever that's going to look like for them. It's yeah. when they decide to leave that corporate job and they're going to transition into having their new thing be whatever that side gig was or side hustle or whatever, that's when they really should be reaching out because then they could tap into all the knowledge and all the stupid mistakes I made over the years that I could help them <laughs> avoid yeah. um, and make, make sure that the finances are... Yeah, we have, we've all made mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, as big as bankruptcy. And I like to make sure everybody understands the scope of stupid mistakes um, because we're not immune to them. And by the way, that's not the worst thing that can happen to you. Having financial issues is, is kind of the crux of most entrepreneurs, isn't it? I mean, we've all faced it. We're all dealing with it in some capacities. It's just a normal operational component of being in business. And I don't think everybody understands that. They think entrepreneurs are maybe like a little bit like a rock star or uh, some kind of, you know, rainmakers. Um, I don't know a lot of rainmakers who are entrepreneurs, quite honestly. Um, I mean, you get to looking at people like Elon Musk and stuff, and then you got to remember the dude has a massive machine that he created, but now helps empower these amazing things that he does. And that didn't happen overnight. That's like 20 plus years in the making, right? Um, but yeah, some very interesting things. So if I wanted to get somebody to reach out to you or how would we connect, you got, you know, is there the three steps to this or seven steps or where can they get their you know book on Amazon? Like where can they find you? How would they connect with you if they're interested in learning more? First place is just go to uh, go to my podcast. I have a podcast. Uh, it's called Solopreneur Money. So there's a great place to start. Uh, the next thing is you can get my book on Amazon. Go to Amazon and search the Solopreneur's Money Manifesto. Those are the two quickest places that people can go. Awesome. Thank you. I think it's important, again, to understand that there's there's different mechanisms to be deployed here when it comes to financial management, growth, being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, whether you're in e-com or finance or business of some kind, if you're a lead, a coach, if you're you know, a plumber, <laughs> you're doing services. Uh, it's not particularly as important as what you do with the money, the time and the energy that you spend on them. Uh, and guys, I hope you understand that this is a, this is why Gabe is on here today, because he's very good at what he does. Uh, and I'm very honored that he came to share some information with us today. Is there any like parting things? I don't have like big one gotcha question in the end, but is there like one last thing you'd like everybody to really make sure they understand? I think the biggest thing that I would hope people would would think about is think about what kind of life you really want to live and then start to build your finances and your business and the things to support the life you want to live rather than the reverse. A lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people will decide that they're going to be in business and they'll have that business, you know, have their life support the business versus their business support their life. So start with the end in mind and think about your life and then let everything else support that life because we only get one shot at this thing. Yeah, couldn't have said it better, my friend. Well done. Thank you for coming on. I'm honored and I appreciate your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. If you like this episode, please share it with people you think will enjoy it as well. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of High Voltage Business Builders. 